Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Warplord Podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor, and I'm going to be your DM tonight as we get ready to jump back into Fractured World. Quick serious note here, we are uh, switching things up a little bit. Recently, Mike has accepted a new position, and uh, we are doing this out of our own free time and our own pockets, so the realities to the real world are not lost on us. So Mike has accepted a new position, his schedule has really filled up, and unfortunately he will not be with us any longer. So as of tonight, we will be losing Mr. G, and it does seem like we uh, will no longer be playing Shanghai Station after this as well. I just want to thank Mike for all of his hard work, all of his dedication and editing, and I truly wish him the best of luck in all of his endeavors. But that being said, jumping right on into it, tonight I am joined by Graham, Dylan, and Jared. Why don't you guys talk about your characters, and we'll get into the recap. Uh, I'm Graham, and I am reprising my delightful role as Dennis Stanson, the the world-renowned politician who's really good at doing the talky-talk. But is he good at doing the walkie-walk? He is not. He is actually extremely good at that because he refuses to run. <laughs> <laughs> This guy does not have the runs. Noted. <laughs> uh, I'm Jared, and I am playing Jowny Lao. <clears throat> that wasn't right. Jowny Lao. Yes, that I do declare. Johnny Law is a bird. He's a cop. Sometimes he's a plane. Um, one of those things isn't true, though. Uh, you you guess which it is. <laughs> You're right. He's not a cop. <laughs> uh, he's two of those things aren't true, then. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he... Is that a bird? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, there's a few holes in what I said, but yeah, he's an ex-cop, Tengu, <laughs> which is basically a bird, but you know what? Not, not, birds don't have arms and wings, but this guy does. He's got both. He's, he's got cut both. above the rest. Yeah, indeed. He's got hollow arms. <laughs> yeah, that's how he's, he's got flies. osteoporosis. That doesn't seem like a positive. <laughs> he's really, he's really brittle. <laughs> oh God, it's very. He's very susceptible to call the shots. <laughs> God, I wish I thought of that before, dude. I could have just had him walking everywhere in a sling. It's like constantly breaking bones. <laughs> yeah, these hollow bones. <laughs> what? It's great for flying. It's terrible for a bar fight. <laughs> Even the cheap Canadian beer bottles will just shatter my arm. <laughs> they both shatter. Wait, what's what's different about Canadian beer? What the fuck? Canadian beer bottles. I'm pretty sure they're like designed to be thinner and more breakable. Really? Huh. I, I never don't know heard if it's that Canadian before. ones, but I'm pretty sure there is some kind of beer bottle where the glass is thinner so that it breaks easier. Yeah, exactly. Like Weird. in all those movies and like bar fight scenes, it's not it's not just fake beer bottles, it's just Canadian beer bottles. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I see nothing about this. You may, I may be making this all this up or I may be confused about some things. Don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. That would be just a great world to live in, where in Canada, they're like, yep, we want our beer bottles to be able to be turned into lethal weapons really easily. <laughs> Got to make sure that you can stab someone in the neck. All right, we'll 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 allow this bill to pass to make your beer use less glass per bottle, but it has to be able to manufacture multiple weapons per bottle. Otherwise, it's a no-go. Well, sometimes somebody's just being a hoser and you gotta show them what for, right? I mean, if somebody says something bad about my ma or the took she did at me, I've gotta stab him. That's just how she goes, bud. I mean, he did, he wouldn't give me a fucking, a fucking jelly donut there, bud. I mean, he just needed a fucking good stabbing. I'll tell you what. Fuck, dude, I haven't had a Canadian beer in ages. I'm just, I can only think of like Molson and Labatt, but I haven't had either of those. Anyway, if we have any Canadian listeners, other Canadian beer. send me Canadian beer. That won't make it to Texas. You know that. God damn it. 
Lone Star it is. Oh, right. I'm supposed to do a thing. <laughs> Not rant about beer. Canadian beer. I'm Dylan and Canadian beer. I'm playing Fujiwara Seime, and I'm the only person in the party that knows how to pronounce my name correctly. I mean, I think everyone in the party can now pronounce your name correctly. There was only one person who could not. But we're not gonna. R.I.P. Who? Tune in this week to figure out how Mr. G's gonna die. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, right now. That's gonna happen now! Spoilers. What happened last week, gentlemen? Uh, we went to a city, and uh, I was going to challenge a gym, but uh, we weren't allowed to challenge a gym. So we went to the department store, and I discovered that Fuji Bucks aren't actually real money. And then we went Wasn't into the two woods. Sessions ago, you guys went to the department store last session. Oh, that was last. We did a lot of shit last session. I'm sorry for cutting you off. That I guess we did a lot of things. Go on. <laughs> I only did one thing. I read a book. It's not like you guys weren't allowed to challenge the gym. It's more that someone was stealing sacred beasts. And you guys decided to go go to the research facility well, instead. Well, someone decided for us that we were going to go, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, it was me. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. you, let's go. <laughs> Get up, you stupid fucking idiot, we're going. <laughs> let's go. We're following the plot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we don't have time for side quests. Indeed. So, what else happened? We we chased after some some, some Asura? lady thing or is maybe you ran out of town uh looking for the culprits oh didn't we also go to the fucking manse yeah you went to you went to uh hemlock's lab you found a variety of different things afterwards you found that uh this place had been ransacked for the most part and ran out of town to go try and find the culprits who were stealing sacred beasts in town yeah, and we went to a forest. Yeah, you guys ran up into the into the forest that was uh, nestled in between two cliffs, and it was there that you all were ambushed by these robed figures. The cliff exploded, uh, raining down upon you, and through some dexterous efforts of the companions here that can fly, you eventually took down some of the people, some of them got away. Meanwhile, those of us that can't fly stood in the woods, trying not to get crushed by rocks, while one of us read a book. It was a good book. Yeah, you got to the end, you loved it. What was this one called again? The book that Dennis took from the manse was called uh, The Sensible and the Sensuous. Ah, sure. I just call it Beef Stock for the Cock. I, it was not Beef Stock for the Cock, either. That's what I call it. <laughs> I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah, beef stock for the cock is basically die hard. I'm not gonna lie, there were some really good ones in there. Because once you read it, you die hard. That's what I was... Yeah. Yeah, that was the joke. Um, I, I think that my favorite one that I made was Ghastly Affairs. I think the pun <laughs> is, is right there. Gardevoir in the boudoir. A touch of chancy, if you will. Oh my god, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, I was hoping I'd be able to come up with something on the spot that just killed it, but I got nothing. It's okay, I have a whole list uh, here. <laughs> the Haunter of Hill House? <laughs> Man. <laughs> wrong wrong genre for this, but it is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe I can read more than one genre. That's my other- I like, I like romance novels and horror. <laughs> <laughs> I love being scared and horny. That's- it <laughs> so gentlemen you all took some time you rested in the woods creating a camp you and your companions took different shifts to protect camp keep watch all that good stuff you wake up in the morning can you please make me sense checks i can do that hey that is a pass one out of four tight johnny law also passed tight with a one triple tight I'm still trying to think of, like, fucked up sounding romance novels, and I'm just drawing a blank. That's a good name for a romance novel. Triple tight. <laughs> hmm. Tend to cruel intentions. There oh, you go. God. <laughs> uh. 
uh, also had in here a Roserade by any other name. <laughs> that's a that's a no. That's a five out of three. Okie dokie. So you all wake up, you're getting your camp cleaned up. Silver, the rest of the beasts are like making uh, breakfast for you. You're kind of just reading through some of the pages, getting some details again in the morning, Graham, so you're a little bit preoccupied. All good. Exactly the way that I would expect it to be. Johnny, Fuji, you guys see that Mr. G is nowhere to be found, as well as the guy that you kidnapped is also nowhere to be found. Most suspicious. Uh, Johnny gets up and looks around, turning on his detective sense as his eyeballs become <laughs> swirly things. What? I don't remember <laughs> how how dumb it was. It was like red and white swirls, right? Wasn't it red, white, and blue swirls? Was it red, white, and blue? I'm just imagining like those peppermint candies, but just spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of changed it a couple of I've times. I've changed it so many times, dude. Started off as a blue aura and your vision goes completely blue, but you changed it to red pretty early into the game. Uh, so your vision goes red once again. You start to see the world in different heat patterns and, and rays. You look at the camp and you see two sets of footprints that are heading through the forest to the west. Or northwest, I should say. Johnny, you can make an intelligence check for me. Negative. Okay. Johnny's intelligence fails him <laughs> for the first time in his life. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time. Not even one other time. Nope. Not even one of them. You fucking time. heard him. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Mr. G definitely goes to the Northwest. You see his shadow walking with the other shadow. Take that as you will. Hey, uh, Dennis. Um. Uh-huh. Were you granted, like, a wish or something? Because, uh, Mr. G's gone. Is he? Um, am I, am I on a new book now or no? You only took one with you. Okay. Yeah, if you look at those those uh footprints over there, he seems to be uh have have gone. Huh. <laughs> Did you say something? I dreamt about him dying last night, but I didn't think it would I didn't think it would actually happen. Maybe I did it in my sleep. Interesting. But if you killed someone in your sleep, wouldn't their body still be here? Silver is like sitting down next to you guys with breakfast at this moment. Not necessarily. Well, Silver, the thing is, I'm a politician. I know where to hide bodies. <laughs> so where did you hide his body? I'm curious. All right, um, we're going to roll for this. We're going to see how this goes. If I were hiding a body, where would I hide it? You know what? Yeah, make me that luck check. That's a blackjack, my dude. You know, given your current situation, you think that maybe hiding his body underneath some of those big rocks would be the way to go? However, he would need an accomplice for that, and that's not your style. You'd probably try and find a swamp or something deep within the woods to hide him in. Or like an open grave. Just bury him under another body. <laughs> we have seen a lot of open graves on our journey. We are out in the woods, but, uh, perhaps some of the wildlife would eat his corpse if you were to leave him in the woods. I do have some familiarity with murder as an ex-cop, so perhaps like a huh. swamp. As long as you destroyed the evidence, I don't see any signs of a struggle around here. So I think he may have left of his own accord. So, Danger, I'd like to commune with uh, one of my sacred beasts. Uh, Nosferati specifically. Sure. I'm going to ask him if sacred beasts eat humans. Okay. Can you have uh can you have your beast make an intelligence check for me please? I can do that. Oh, Johnny, you know what? That is a hard no. Maybe I asked Bug to dice Mr. G up last night. Bug is sitting next to you and he's shaking his head no. No, okay. <laughs> it was that was that's all I got. That was my last idea. That is an interesting strategy. Are there any like <laughs> Pig type, you know, uh, sacred beast in this world. Because if you put them in a stable and don't feed them for long enough, cut up pieces oh. of Mister G would probably eventually be consumed and the evidence destroyed. I thought that was going the route of like a truffle pig, but for humans. Oh, <laughs> nah. More of a Hannibal pig than a truffle pig. So Dylan, it's like a mafia pig. Yes. Nosferati doesn't seem to know very well if sacred beasts eat people or not 
But Sela <laughs> comes up as they hear this whole conversation. Um, back in the day, sacred beasts did used to eat humans. It has kind of gone out of practice, but there are still wild beasts that are far more dangerous to your kind and a lot more feral. So it, it's not as common, but beasts do definitely eat humans from time to time, as the humans have turned to farming our kind for a food source as well. So it's not impossible that Mr. G was eaten by sacred beasts. Uh, it's definitely not impossible, but if I may interject here and ease your minds a bit, I did hear him leave camp and talk with the captive from last eve. It seems as though they are all headed to Watford. I don't know if he has betrayed us, or if we should be worried, but I think that we should probably avoid Watford and head to the northeast instead of the northwest. Hmm. So, when he's talking about how, you know, sacred beasts could potentially eat humans, Johnny immediately looks over to Dennis and kind of does one of those tap-on-the-nose things, or tap-on-the-beak. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, north northeast it is. I'm down, <laughs> <laughs> Mister G. You know, doing it. Maybe he'll open up another store or something. <laughs> or we'll run into him one day. God, I hope not. Remember, he had that case of bombs. What if he still has those or something? He had a case of bombs. Is that is that what that briefcase was? It was just full of bombs? It was literally full of bombs, and he threatened to blow us up on multiple occasions. He literally screamed, I'll kill you, you motherfuckers. Well, I don't remember that happening at all. Yeah, guys, I don't, I don't think that actually happened. The last part's probably made up. He did have a briefcase of bombs, though. His actions did say that, though, word for word. <laughs> like, his actions screamed, I will blow all of you motherfuckers up. I don't think it's necessary for us to dwell in what-ifs, but I, I think we should probably make a move. Our journey is going to be long. Yeah, okay. I am a little disappointed that I didn't kill G overnight, though. <laughs> You're disappointed that you didn't unknowingly murder someone in your Yeah. Sleep. Even if I unknowingly did it, I'd still have the satisfaction of having done it, and that's almost as good as actually knowing I did it. Almost. It's like a step down. I mean, to be completely fair with you, Senator, there may come a chance yet where that may be a reality. Is that is that some, like, knowing narrator foreshadowing right there? I... what? I have no idea what you mean. I just hold up the book. I don't even say a word. I do not have the power of foresight, unfortunately. Does one of your brethren have the power of foresight? One of my brethren does have the power of foresight and the power over wishing itself, but, again, he is, um, inside of that bag of crystals that Mr. G has left with. So we shouldn't have let Mr. G hold the bag of crystals. Were any of the remaining brethren, aside from the one that was accidentally released, dangerous? Well, to be fair, all of us are dangerous. Uh, same age. Dangerous in terms of your personality, not necessarily your abilities. Some of my siblings were more combative than the others, but I can't say they were as devastating or dangerous as the one that you did release last. Iraq is the one to have a bit of a temper. So it would have been not worth the risk if I had kept releasing your siblings. For the time being, at least, yes. Noted. It's a shame that we couldn't awaken the one of your siblings with foresight instead. I have a sister with the power of foresight, but her personality makes her practically useless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, that is uh, unfortunate. Um, the curse of laziness does seem to plague individuals. <laughs> curse is putting it lightly <laughs> <laughs> at this point as you guys are having this conversation 
camp is wrapped up and you guys do begin to head out. The slide whistle doesn't exist in world, does it? Like, can we hear it in game too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if one of you was a bard, I'd say yes. Oh, that's a good point. Fuck. Graham, good point though. That should be an ability. Literally, I was just going to say that. Like, at some point, I want to make a character that just has an ability called Slide Whistle. Hold on, I'm opening my core book notes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, head on out. You travel for the next week to get to your destination. Real quick. What? Can I borrow the, the book <laughs> from Dennis? Did you ask me for the book? Oh, wait, you did that in a lot. You did that last session. I said I wanted to read it after you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am completely done, right? Yep. I spend the week reading this book. Cool. Yeah, I hand that off then. Easily. I'm going to need you to make me a charisma check or a willpower check. One for each day to grow closer with your beasts over the time of travel. I'm going to go with willpower because it's not as bad as my charisma. Yeah. So how many checks? Seven. One for each day you travel. Well, this would have been really good if I was in combat. Uh, what was it again? Charisma? Charisma or willpower. Whichever you prefer. Charisma. I assumed as much. I exploded twice. Can I get two more? You can double down on those, Dylan. You can re-roll them, but you will have to spend two willpower points to do so. You know what? I'm going to do that. I don't think I have anything else that runs on will. So five of my seven rolls were a four. Can I just have the other two become fours because of how weird that is? Um, no, but again, if you failed, you can double down. Well, no, four is a pass. I'm, I'm aware, but it seemed like you had other rolls that weren't fours. Yeah, the other two were not fours and they both failed. Yeah, so like I said, you can double down on those fails. So here's what I did. Eh. Nah, it's fine. Okay, whatever. Don't get closer to bug. I don't care. Not one of my rolls passed. I rolled excellent for combat. I spent all of my will doubling down as much as I could, and none of those rolls passed either. You can no longer control your desire to read sexy, steamy books like us. <laughs> yeah, uh, Johnny passed one time. <laughs> okay. Minus Dennis, you guys passed a combined one time. Unless I can raise my willpower up, then retroactively one would have passed. I mean, if you want to spend XP because we're <laughs> still in the beginning of the session, that's totally fine. Fuck it, I'll do that. Uh, and five of seven passed for me. Okay. Can I do it again and spend all of my unspent XP on will? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I think it's still D rank, but doesn't matter. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> we're going again. I got greedy, and I bet you now what's going to happen is I'm going to get zero of them. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I only have one pass out of 11 rolls, and I spend XP to raise my willpower. <laughs> wow. Bruh, I got six. I got six this time. That's even better than fucking Dennis. Jesus. Through your various means of travel over the next week of time, you begin to train with the legendary sacred beasts who are trying to regain their powers. On top of that, between defending your camp from beasts surrounding you and running into things on the way, you all manage to rank your beasts up to the next bond level. So Luckier and Bug are on bond 3 out of 12. Dylan, Nosferati, and Furfur are on 2. Yeah. So that means you can increase a stat by 2. You can deal one more wound when you hit, or you can learn new moves. Can we know what the move is before taking it, or no? I'll give you options based on where you're at. All right. Uh, in that case, I'm curious, because I do already have four. You would also have to relearn a move, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So the last one you got was X-Scissor, correct? Toxic. Toxic? Oh, right. Well, yeah, that was a TM, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was the fourth move. Uh, you could learn any of these four moves, Graham, based on where we're at. You could learn Night Slash, which works just like X-Scissor, except it's dark type, so you don't get stab. Okay. You could get Double Hit. It essentially works like Dual Wield, but it's a normal type move. 
Uh, what's, I don't know what dual wield does mechanically. You would attack twice with one action, and it would be a negative five, negative ten, and you would hit twice. Oh, okay. Uh, Air Slash, which is a special flying-type move, it would run off of your magic, um, and it has a chance to make your target flinch. And then the last one is Sword Stance, which uh, sharply raises your attack stat, so it would increase your attack stat by one rank when you use it. Yikes. Hmm... Do we need? Do you want to know right now, or I would like to know right now. Oh, okay. Let me look up his stats and see if there's any that need it. I am choosing to raise Nosferati's magic up to a six, so that it becomes C rank. And cool. I'm curious about what moves Furfur can learn. Uh, I'm gonna up Bug's agility, so it's a six now instead of a four. Cool. All right, Dylan. So the next set of moves that you can learn would be jump kick physical fighting type move but if you miss uh, you damage yourself aromatherapy basically it heals all status conditions for allies on the field energy ball special type grass move it has a it has an E rank chance to lower special defense but that increases to D rank with serene grace and then Charm is the last one you can learn, and it would lower the attack stat by one rank for the target it hits. Alright, uh, I think I'll go with Energy Ball. Okay. And Jared, what are you thinking for Luckier? I think it probably would be easier just to have him deal in additional wounds. Cool. Is that before stab, or is it like however much you do plus one? It's however much you do plus one. Oh, okay, that's less good. Uh, what are the choices that I would have for skills. Energy balls versus Agi, correct? Correct, Dylan. So, Jared, the, the ones that you get. Detect enables the user to evade all attacks. It has a chance of failing if you use it uh, multiple times in a row. Psycho Cut is a physical-type psychic move. It essentially works like Night Slash. It again has that crit attached to it, just like Night Slash does. But it's psychic type, so you don't get stab on that. Me first. The user cuts ahead of the target to copy and use the target's intended move with greater power. So, like, if someone was going to use, like, Hyper Beam on you, you could essentially use it before them if you tried to use me first. And then the last one is called Sucker Punch. It enables you to attack first if you target someone that's already trying to attack. You would essentially sucker punch them, hitting them before they have a chance to attack. And that is a dark type move. Okay. Fuck it. I'm just going to make it easier and have him deal an additional wounds. Okay. One question, though. Yeah. I have a return beast scroll. Can I teach Luckier that as we travel as well? For sure. Okay. So as of right now, return is a D-rank plus strength move, because you're at bond 3 out of 12. Just giving you a heads up. So like I said, you guys take the week, you and your companions begin to train and ready yourselves, both body and mind. Begin, how dare you? Oh, okay. Me and Bug are tight as fuck already. Yeah, sure. Hey. <laughs> He's the only person I've ever cared about, God damn it. That's actually accurate. <laughs> Fuck my brother, you're my family now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're my real brother. You're the brother I never had. <laughs> wow, fuck Luca. <laughs> He's still hiding in G's store, just even more hard. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it's his store now. Right? Well, we'll see. After a week passes, you do come to the edge of a town. It's the town that was on the northernmost point of the map that you guys uh, looked at the last town you were at, and this town is known as the Town of Scorn. It is built in between the gaps in the woods itself, and you see a large red gate standing and cutting off the gap between the two sets of woods. The gate itself is closed. You walk up, you see some guards look down and shout down, Oi! What are you doing down there? This Is this where we want to go, or it's just a place? 
Or do we not know? You don't know if it's the destination. You guys had a week to kind of discuss things further. Make me a luck check. Yeah. Let's see if this was covered. Okay. Leave it to fate. Very big fail. Nine out of three. Nope. <laughs> you don't think that this is where your end goal is. However, this is a byway to your end goal. That's good enough. Uh, I guess I'll step forward. Be like, uh, hey, we're just passing through trying to reach, what was the name of it again? Uh, the town that you are trying to reach is called Sella's Dawn. Right. Uh, we're try we're on our way to Sella's Dawn. Uh, this doesn't seem like it's the right place, but I hope it's the right direction. Uh, that town no longer exists there, mate. Come on in. We'll talk to you further. I don't know who gave you that information. Sella did. Okay. Is that a trustworthy come on in or like a he's gonna shiv us and steal our stuff and cook us kind of come on in? This guy sounded more confused at you mentioning this town than anything else. He doesn't sound menacing to you. Okay. Hey, Dennis, isn't isn't that town that we're going to like ruins or something? I think so. Isn't that the place that, uh, what's-his-name disappeared to? Doctor guy, professor? <laughs> you can make an intelligence check, Jared. Can I refer to the map that I have? <laughs> you could also refer to the map. I I look at the map that I took from his manor, manse, or whatever we are calling it. Lab. And I look at the spot that has the X on it. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, you do not see a town listed where the X is. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The town was destroyed in in the last war. Well, yeah, but we're still trying to go there. Right, but people up here are still kind of recovering from that. So maybe we should, uh, after we talk to this guy, maybe let's just not talk about the ruins anymore tonight. Uh, okay. We'll see. Honestly, I just want to cause us the least amount of issues and, and help us get to our goal as quick as possible. You know what I mean? I didn't know if we were at our goal or not. <laughs> Might as well say hi to this guy. He's got a fun-sounded <laughs> voice. Let's hear him talk at me more. The gates are lifted, and there's like a small entrance inside. Dylan, you had a question for me? Yeah, does this guy look menacing? You only saw his helmet, but he definitely looks to be wearing more armor than you're used to seeing on people. He doesn't look like he fucks around. He's a very square jaw. You can't quite tell what race he is because you only saw his head, but like I said, super square jaw dude looks built from, you know, the neck up, as you can see. He works out his neck muscles a lot. <laughs> he does neck lifts. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fucking traps are unreal, I'll tell you. Who's the meme guy with the fucking thick neck? Does he have a name? Isn't his name just Thick Neck? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. That's what that guy looks like to me now. Just that guy. <laughs> so I'm just going to activate my shield just to be on the safe side. Okay. Tight. You walk inside and you are met by Barry, the large, thick-necked gentleman. He seems to be a Jotun. He has long, flowing blonde hair, very, very thick, built features, and craggy stone-like skin. He wears a helm and bright, resplendent silver armor with the sigil of a lion with a sun-like mane on it. Oh, how's it going there, mates? You said you was looking for Sellers uh, Dawn? Yeah, that's the place. Alright. Y'all know that town was, like, sunk, right? It was, like, destroyed. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes, we are familiar. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my name's Johnny Law. It's a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? Great to meet you. I'm Barry. Oh. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> what game are we playing again? <laughs> Everyone is Barry. Pleasure to meet you, Barry. Are you a bartender? No, I work up on them gates. I make sure no intruders get in and harm our citizens. But you, you guys seem like town? nice folks. I'm sorry, what was that, Johnny? <laughs> I was I was caught up in, in, in my own response to your question. <laughs> Uh, apologies. I, you see, I've been getting really into these books here, and I was curious if you had a bookstore in this town. Looking for some light reading. We got a ways to go. We got a small shop that does sell some books and reading-like material. Um, I don't know if it's gonna have any of that uh, sort of smut in it, but you could certainly check. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you calling smut, Barry? <laughs> that book right there is, is what I'm calling smut there, sir. Would you like it? You want to try reading it? A piece it? of art is what that is, Barry. Could you write a better book than that? I mean, I don't think I could write a better book myself. I'll be quite honest with you there, friend. Writing's not really my forte. Yeah, I had a hunch, Barry. Well, you don't have to be rude about it. <laughs> How funny would it have been if Barry was actually the author of this book? <laughs> <laughs> well you see i did make a sequel <laughs> yeah he does a lot of fan fiction he gets a lot of, we don't get many visitors i get quite bored upon them walls i do it's a fucking typewriter up, up there <laughs> yeah you couldn't see all of them because you're sitting behind a desk with a typewriter writing his memoirs most of the people here are refugees from the town. Just do be careful mentioning that you're heading out there. Many people are still taking it a bit hard. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, you all seem like nice blokes. I don't see no issue with letting you pass through. No worries there. Thanks, Barry. You seem like a nice that's, guy, That's too. appreciated. Yeah, I ain't never seen no folks quite like you, though. Points to Melody, Sella, and Muella. Just be careful. I do think that some of the more ornery trainers in town might uh, try and challenge powerful folks like yourselves to some battles. That sounds like it would be lovely. Thank you, Barry. But yeah, welcome to the town of Scorn. I can't say there's much, uh, much in the way, but we do got a couple of, couple of taverns, bars, you name it. Mostly drinking up here. I hand him a hundred Fuji bucks and say, why don't you have a drink on me? You know what, sir? I'm just making an intelligence check real quick to see if uh, if Barry understands this is not real money. And would you look at that? Well, I do thank you. I don't get tipped often. Uh, I will have a drink on you then tonight, sir. And he fucking... <laughs> he like salutes you with the Fuji bucks in his hand. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I got more visitors like you coming in here. Ah, oh, you know, maybe after my shift's over, I'll meet you all for a drink. What you say? That sounds lovely. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> hey, Barry, try you just try reading this book. I think you might like it. Here you <laughs> go. He hands the book <laughs> off. <laughs> Wait, you finished it already, Johnny? I mean, it, it has been a week. I, st I know what I said. It's a delightful <laughs> book. <laughs> I know what I implied. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the joke was lost on Johnny. He didn't get the Iraqi <laughs> It was good, right? Yes, actually. It was a great book. That's why I want to find more by this author. By the way, I take note of the author. Great. Who is currently nameless. Very <laughs> someone. It is the author. <laughs> You hand him the book, and he now has a new book and a stack of unusable money. <laughs> Again, I really do appreciate this, gents. I, I do hope you find your time here uh, restful and relaxing. Thank you, Barry. Have a wonderful day. So you guys are led through. As all of this is happening, you are walking with Barry, who's showing you through this gate. So it looks like there is a small little area to the left that looks like a prison, so probably drunken brawls, people needn't go into a drunk tank, yada yada, to your left-hand <laughs> side, and to the right, it looks like that's where the actual guards are stationed. There's supplies over there, racks for armaments, stuff like that. You see other guards hustling and bustling, walking through. You are led out the other side, and you are in the town of Scorn. As you walk out of the gates... Directly to your left, you see a huge multi-tiered wooden building with an actual tree canopy coming off the back end and out of the top of the building, creating shade off of it. Kind of reminiscent of Bonsai's lab back in New Centralia. It definitely seems to be an inn. Uh, it's called the Weary Traveler. 
and then directly to the right of that building <laughs> is a healing center, and then you see a couple buildings for shopping, other stores, stuff like that, scattered about on your right-hand side. Make me sense checks, please, gentlemen. Fail. Fail. Yeah, that's a fail. <laughs> Gotta love it. Tight. Yeah, this is what you see. <laughs> what kind of stores do Just they double have? down on this for the sake of us noticing the things. Nah, fuck it, we deserve to die. <laughs> uh, I blackjacked on our double down. Tight. You notice that on the left and right sides of town, there is no wall. It is just thick forest. You see huh. beasts walking in and out of the forest through town itself. It almost seems as though they're trying to mix themselves in as much of the nature as possible to uh, make it so they aren't encroaching on the habitats of the sacred beasts that live up here. Uh, with a blackjack, specifically, Johnny, you see that the beasts walking through here are all large, and they look pretty powerful. You see one that looks like a dragon-looking one, but it's wearing almost, like, shogun-style armor, mostly silver and blacks, and it roars. It walks through a couple of different mounds of rock breaking one of them and then walks through town to the other side there's a huge bear like one are there any pigs <laughs> um you know what i'm trying to follow through on a plan that i came up with this morning <laughs> i see what you're doing here can you make me a luck check let's see if you find a pig related sacred Fail. beast nope Fail. no pigs here uh there are pig ones irl right yes okay Oh, uh, Tepig? Is that one? Tepig, yeah. Yeah. Erswine. Yeah. A swine up through Mammoth Swine. Isn't yeah, the fire one, one from, like... Those I don't really think of as pigs. Two or three gens ago, a pig? Yeah, Embor, Tepig and Embor are the starters for Generation 5. Embor's the third stage of Tepig, right? Correct. Also, one of the best shinies. But that's besides the point here. That would be fucked up if I, like, created this weird scheme to, like, feed Mr. G to, like, everyone's favorite fire starter pig. Gender ratio 88% male. What are they saying about men? Men are pigs. Here it is. Nailed it. Cool. What do you guys do? You can make a good smut book using Rhyhorn. Like, there's something there. The start of it is is there. Rye horny You're for definitely you. right. Like, saying something like, ride on my cock, definitely right there. Yeah. I did refrain from making a book that was just called Machoke Me Daddy, so... <laughs> <laughs> for that exact reason. That's amazing. That's, like, the best one yet. Thanks, I hate it. It's the worst one. It's why it's not an actual thing. <laughs> So I know somebody that's actually into that. I'm going to send them that title right now. Wait, when you say into that... Choking. Okay. Bestiality. <laughs> Sexy Pokemon. Sacred bestiality. <laughs> this world has one rule. No sacred bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm not coming back from that one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, fuck, that was good. It took a whole year to come up with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I love it. Yeah, you wouldn't think that bestiality jokes would be funny. But here we are. You would be wrong. <laughs> Found a weird niche. There's a trainer's mart, there is what looks like a magic shop, and a small-looking armory. I'll check out the magic shop. Anyway, yes, the shops. There's no wall on the left side. No wall on the right side, either. Big old beasts. Yeah, beasts just seem to walk out of the woods and through town. As he walks through, I'm, I'm looking for this bookstore. The bookstore is to the left of the mart. It is a very small shop. And it seems to be uh, filled with scrolls and reference materials. Probably similar to the shop that you guys checked out in uh, Cronus Canals, just on a smaller scale. That checks out. So, Dylan, you're going to the magic shop. What are you looking for in the magic shop? 
I'm just looking to see what they got. I'm browsing. They definitely seem to have more weaponry up here than you were expecting. A lot of different spell components. There are a lot of blank spell pages, stuff like that. There are also these, like, long red tree-like devices. They have different, like, turning mechanisms to them. When you start to look at them, the shop attendant kind of comes up to you. These uh, items can shoot out elemental beams, but if used too frequently, they do uh, break. Good for defense in a in a pinch. How frequently do you have to use them to make them break? Honestly, it depends on the quality of the uh, material itself. Usually about uh, five to ten uses, I would say. So you can use this device five to ten times before they break. Yes. Interesting. How much are these devices? Uh, 16,000 yen apiece. How much is that in credits? It's 150 credits on the nose. Hmm. What elements do these come in? They have one for every element. What does a beam of fairy look like? It's like a pinkish wood. And you see, uh, sticking out of the end of it is a rose quartz. It would be like a pink, flowery-type beam. Interesting. Do you buy any of them, or are you just... Uh, what else does this guy have? Uh, a lot of it seems to be mostly spell components. Okay. Spell components and wands is, is mostly what he has. What kind of wands does he have? Uh, make me a luck check. One out of three. They don't look to be the best quality wands that you've seen, but then again, you come from a very magical-based society. They look pretty passable. They look kind of standard. Definitely seem to be made of wood, socketed with uh, gems of different kinds. Hmm. You see one that has just a clear quartz crystal inlaid in between wrapping branches. The wood of the wand itself is twisted over it, and it almost kind of looks a little bit twisted, so to speak. What does this do? Typically used to dispel the magics that you could run into. And how much would this be? Uh, this one is definitely a much finer item that I have. It would be a 100,000 yen. So that would be how much in credits? It would be 930 credits. Too rich for my blood. But if you got the credits, you could essentially get a wand of dispel magic. <laughs> I could, but I only have 500 credits. Hmm. Perhaps I'll come back for this wand after finding some trainers to battle. Well, I, uh, I... Do hope that you are able to increase your your winnings and come back. In the meantime, I would like your advice on something. Sure thing. You seem a knowledgeable gentleman. I can currently use certain elements myself. I myself can wield the elements of ice, lightning, light, and wind. And I have... Two sacred beasts, one capable of using the element of grass and another poison. Which of these wands, and I gesture towards the different elemental staves, which of these wands would you recommend? Say, if I had to only get two or three. If you were to only get two or three of them, I would say, I would say one that could use the raw element itself, the pink one, seems like it would be the most beneficial to cover any weaknesses you have. Maybe one that could raise the ground up around it, one of these amber staves over here, and maybe either uh, either the blue one, as blue as a deep ocean, or the red ones emblazoned with fire. From my personal expertise, I don't want to make your decisions for you, after all. So that would be fairy-type, ground-type, and either fire- or water-type. Correct. Also, just a refresher, ground and rock are the same type in this. Good to know. I believe one of my compatriots has a beast in his possession capable of using water. Yeah? 
Wait, is that right? Mr. G is not here. You guys no longer have access to Gary. I was thinking of uh, Johnny's little weasel thing. Oh, the weasel's gone, dude. Way gone. <laughs> he told him he could leave if he wanted to, and he was like, yep, see you later. Yeah, don't want to get thrown into a blizzard again. Peace. <laughs> That's why this one's named Luckier. It's basically lucky, too. All right. So I rolled a blue and a red D12, and the blue one went higher. So you said that these are 150 each? Yes, I did. All right. I will follow your suggestions, and I will take the... Amber, the pink, and the blue. Cool, so you take three, so you take water, fairy, and ground. Yes. Cool. You hand over your 450 credits that, when you take them out of the bag that they were given to you in, it does convert to that yen-like money. Does that converter bag work on my Fuji Bucks? It does not. Fuji Bucks is not a real currency, so it can't actually change. And how do these work? You roll your magic rank for these and add your agility stat to it, and you fire a beam of the element out. It's very straightforward. And they each have how many charges? You were told between 5 and 10. That being said, you can roll detect magic. Which I will do. Ground is a pass. Water is a pass. And I failed for fairy. So, 10, 10, 5. Alrighty then. I'm all set. Cool. You take some time, look around the shop, and and talk with the owner for a little bit more, um, and eventually make your way back outside. Johnny! Actually, I was thinking about it, and I realized that if I'm gonna read smut novels, I feel like I should find them in people's houses. Because if I'm getting it from a store, it's not the same. I'm going to look for smut novels in every house that I go into from now on. So you're just going to steal books from people so you can read them? He's going to go classic RPG hero style, walk into homes unannounced, and take their (laughs) goods from them. That's not what I was saying. He's going to crouch and be real sneaky so they don't hear him do it. He's not going to steal it. I mean, he'll be like, hey, could I have this book? Hey, can you give this book to me for free? I'm trying to save your planet. What happens when they say no? Then he'll have to ask them nicer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about it, and I think it's funnier. <laughs> it's funnier to me if it's like we go to like you know some fucking Pokemon lab, and you know Pokemon guy Joe Schmo has a bookcase, and there happens to be like a smut book. It's funnier that way. I don't know. I'm sticking with it. If we keep going to people's houses and they're not there. <laughs> Then, you know, it's not stealing. Yep, that's how that works. If they're not there to see you, it's not stealing. Yes. I'm an officer of the law. It's okay. I can do this. (laughs) I know shit about the limitations of stealing. Are you questioning me, eminent domain motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) I need this porn for police business. Don't question me, you fucking terrorist. (laughs) No, he'll just confiscate it. Like, this is not acceptable reading material. This is outlawed in almost every place I've ever been. I'm taking this. Regardless of that, are you still going into the bookshop? I mean, if Dennis wants to, he would follow. I buy my books at the bookstore like a real person. (laughs) Alright, I would follow him in just out of curiosity. Cool, you guys go to the bookstore. I'm also not morally opposed to buying a book. (laughs) (laughs) You guys go into the bookstore. A good half of it seems to be uh, travel novels and, like, different ecology guides, so you could probably try and fine-tune searching and finding for beasts. Doesn't seem very relevant to your current needs. You find more of those tomes that you can teach, say, beasts different moves. And uh, make me luck checks. Let's see what their smut collection looks like, gentlemen. Uh, What was the check for? Uh, Luck. Oh, that's that's a pass two out of three. Two out of three. I failed. You guys do find a very small selection of smut novels in here. <laughs> Pikachu in the shower. In the corner. <laughs> in the, like, a fucking cardboard box. It's the curtain section of Blockbuster. There are five of them. You find right. a book called Night Moves. 
you do find a touch of Chansey, <laughs> the Ember in the Stars, Midnight Pulse, and Ghastly Affairs. <laughs> uh, have I read any of them previously? You have not. Okay. Which one has the sexiest cover? Yeah, which one has the most shirtless man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the most hair on their chest? <laughs> Who's glistening the most? Midnight Pulse is by far the steamiest looking of the group of novels. By names, no joke, that was my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the least punny that I came up with, but it's definitely the steamiest. Does this guy look like his name would actually be Heathcliff? If not Heathcliff, you think maybe Fabio. There is a lot of muscle and a lot well, of I'm chest I'm picturing hair. something very different. <laughs> Go on. There are indeed five uh, five books you guys could add to your uh, your growing collection. Yeah, I'm going for Pulse. Okay. Do any of those uh, stand out or make Johnny stand at attention? <laughs> God, I hope not. We're in public. <laughs> Standing next to each other, both fully around. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, Johnny spent all of his cre credits on this blunderbuss, so and some of Dennis's credits, <laughs> and some of Dennis's. So yeah, no. Uh, are the books marked price wise, or is it a Walmart situation? <laughs> it's a clearance section. <laughs> no one wants these books. They are marked in the section. They aren't individually marked. Uh, the conversion equals out to 25 credits a book. I'm going to get them all. Okay, cool. You spend 100 Fuck credits it. and you buy all five of them. 125. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's math. Math. Oh, it's been a long day. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done math. Uh, yeah. Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you buy the books and spend money. You guys exit and all meet back up together. It looks like Silver and the other sacred beasts uh, were going into the trainer's mart buying a couple of beneficial items. Look at those idiots buying things. They're stupid. He gives each of you two ultra potions. Hell yeah. As well as a greater capture sphere each. How do how do the ultra potions fare in relation to the regular ones? They heal five wounds per potion. Okay, so rank A then. So, yes, because the other ones are marked as rank E. So correct. You said two of those. Yes, the capture spheres you get are also A rank. Okay, which you each get one. What kind of capture spheres are these again? Greater. Okay. Thanks for this. I spent a lot of money on books already, so I wasn't going to get anything else. Yeah, no worries. I figured that while we were here, we might as well restock. I don't really know what we're going to run into when we find those ruins, so we might as well be as prepared as possible. Thank you. In the spirit of that, I picked up some uh, items that might help myself and my beasts in battle. And presumably I have all of those uh, magic things, depending on how big they are, either strapped to my belt or around my sword's sheath. Yeah, it straight up honestly looks like you just walked out of there with three telescopes. <laughs> and they're just, like, around your waist. It straight up looks like he has three different uh, telescopes with different gems coming out of the top <laughs> of them. So, at this point, you guys get here. It's pretty late at night when you arrive. It's been a long, grueling journey. You all see that Kenny comes out of the inn, the weary traveler, and he just comes up. Hey guys, uh, I... I went ahead and I uh, I got us some rooms. Uh, I figured it'd probably be best if we uh, if we stay the night and you know get a good night's rest, maybe take take a bath, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine. That was uh, smart thinking, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, that, you know that's why I'm here, bud. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> for smart thinking. Yes, he's clearly <laughs> trying to make a joke. He looks at you guys, like, awkwardly, his tail's wagging, no one seems to acknowledge his joke, and then it slowly starts to wag slower and slower. <laughs> and he goes, uh, alright, fine, I, alright, I'm here for smarts, not for comedy, you're right, sorry guys. And then he hands each of you a key to your respective rooms. Hey, Kenny. Yeah? Johnny holds out his fist to bump it. 
<laughs> you see him kind of like look down at your fist and then you see his tail start just going and he gives you bumpies. Who's a good boy? Johnny somehow smiles with his beak. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. <laughs> it's a pretty funny image, isn't it? Like, how the fuck do you smile with a beak? How do you show any facial expression? <laughs> he has very expressive eyes. Yeah, they're just open all the time, unblinking. <laughs> circular black fucking wow it got worse <laughs> yeah you just made it way worse yeah. so i'm just like thinking about like what cockatiels look like for some reason bald eagles <laughs> sorry i grew up with a with a bird and it scares the shit out of me have i talked to you guys about how birds scare the fuck out of me before no they're fucking the weird first. dude have you ever like been around someone who has a bird for a pet dude yes yeah Birds are super close to their owner, but everyone else, like, no rules. Fuck you. Like, yep, anytime basically. I've been around birds, they've tried to, like, peck at me. Like, my mom has a bird. My stepdad has a bird that has to stay in a cage because it will chase after you, and it's scary as fuck. Dude, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, same with my grandmother has one, or had one, for, like, 30 years that recently died. Yeah, they don't fucking die either. They live, they live for forever. a long time, yeah. I'm not talking about nature birds. I'm talking about pet birds. Domesticated birds, quote-unquote. You can't domesticate a bird, dude. One of my old bosses, I was watching their pets. They had two dogs. They were gone for the weekend. I was there to take care of the dogs. They had a cockatoo, right? And Scary-ass bird. I'm gonna just preface this with fuck cockatoos. I was talking about cockatiels, but <laughs> my stepdad's bird is actually a cockatoo. That's like the big white one. And it just sounds like... They <laughs> squawk all the time. This thing would bug you? Like, I'd be sitting there trying to take care of the dog, and the dog was super old, right? So I'd sit there, I'd be paying attention to, to the dog, trying to get the dog's attention. And then I'd start playing with the bird just so the bird would shut up. And if you looked away from it, it would take its claws... Pull your hand into the cage and bite your fingers. What a Very dick. cool. Yeah. And cockatoos have pretty strong beaks, too. They have a surprisingly strong grip. I feel bad, because it's like, people love their bird pets, you know, I get it. But, like, when you're not the bird's owner, and you're just there, it's fucking terrifying. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, my stepdad's cockatoo was named Baby. Which is funny, because like a Pokemon, it pretty much would just scream its name all the time. So, like, I would be in the house, and it's just like, baby! You know, like, for, like, hours. I could, like, whenever I would come home, I could just hear it going nuts. And, like, my stepbrother used to get frustrated, so he had a hockey stick in the room, because we all played hockey growing up. And whenever he picked up the hockey stick, that bird had, like, hockey stick PTSD or something, because it would freak the fuck out. And then it would be quiet for, like, ten seconds, and then it was back to, bah, bah, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Birds, man. You guys are all standing in the center of town, next to the small fountain. You are, are all given keys to your respective rooms. Uh, what do you guys do? What time of day is it? Like I said, it's pretty late at night. It's, like, just after sundown. You can still see the sun peeking over the mountains behind town, just barely illuminating everything for you. Probably not a good time of day to, like, go looking for people to challenge. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Alright, I'll retire to my room for the night. Okay. Hey, Dennis. Yeah? Do you mind if I borrowed one of those books? Yeah, take your pick. I'll pick based on that one. What's the punniest one? Probably the chancy one. The chancy one, yeah. A, a touch of chancy or ghastly affairs are the two punniest that you currently own. I'll go with the chancy one, because the ghastly one makes me think about farts. So It's too, it's too scary, it can't be read. <laughs> it's too scary. It's perfect for Dennis, though, someone who loves horror and sexy stuff. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, chancy, whatchamacallit. You said it like twice, and for some reason I just keep calling it the chancy one. Chancy encounter? A touch of chancy. A touch of chancy. A chancy encounter is pretty good, too. I mean, it is, a yeah. A chancy encounter is what I titled a story that I wrote for some obnoxious lit professor in college where I made it sound like I was on a safari and then it was just me 
in the Safari Zone in Pokemon describing how my batteries died immediately after I caught a Chansey. Wow, that's fucking sad. <laughs> a touch of Chansey kind of sounds like uh, like getting an STD. <laughs> so we're going to go with that one. A touch right. of Chansey. You guys spend a little bit of time getting familiar with the town, going to your rooms, and then calling it an early night as you've been on the road for an entire week now. You guys head up to your rooms, do whatever you want for your evening, whether it's reading, studying, practicing magic, or getting closer to your beasts, and do so. You guys all head to sleep. And with that, I am going to call it there for the evening. If you're still listening, I just want to say thank you for listening this week. Uh, it seems as though we are getting close to the end of what I had prepared for Fractured World. So stay tuned next Wednesday. If you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Come check us out on DriveThruRPG. Check out the game. And check us out on any of our other social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. We'll be posting updates for you. Stay safe out there, Internet. And we'll see you next week.